Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of You Can't Handle the Truth. In today's episode we are going to be talking about The Whale, which is Brendan Fraser's new movie with director Darren Aronofsky. I really wanted to see this at TIFF back in September last year. I should say 2022 because you may be listening to this in five years time. So it premiered at TIFF but there was only one screening so it was very very sought after. Couldn't get a ticket, sadly. Really wish I did, because I was hyped about this movie ever since I heard about it being in production, because I loved the director. I loved Mother, alright? Yeah, underrated movie, I think. People think it's sh**, but it's not. Mother with Jennifer Lawrence and Javier Bardem is very, very good. Okay, and there's a lot of religious imagery in that film, much the same with this. So, one takeaway could be Darren Aronofsky loves a bit of the Bible, alright? He really does. And this movie is based on a play, so it's very small in nature. It really, I don't mean, I don't want to say too much, but it really only takes place in one location, in Charlie's apartment. And Charlie is morbidly obese, okay? He's something like a, what is it, 500 pound man. And just for your sake, for exposition for the audience, his partner died and he just started eating and eating and eating and he gained a serious amount of weight. And there's loads of health issues going on with him, and his daughter is estranged, his marriage was a wreck, he's got a carer looking after him, but they don't go to the hospital because they can't afford healthcare, so he is stuck in his apartment, and he has a job working as an online college professor, but he never shows his face, so on a Zoom call, very reminiscent of university in real life, in the sense that, well, yes but no, so the fact that you can turn your camera on or off, yeah, that's relatable, but... Ironically, all of the students have their cameras on, whereas when I was there, none of the students had their cameras on. The only person with a camera on was the teacher. But now, it's reversed, because Charlie is very self-conscious, and he knows that people are going to be judging him. And even watching the film, I have no doubt that people are going to be judging Brendan Fraser. Even though he is wearing a fat suit, it's not him. But still, people are going to be seeing him and thinking horrible thoughts, or really sad thoughts, or any thoughts in between. And the film itself, I'm going to say this, it's very depressing. It's a very, 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 very sad film. I cried a lot, specifically at the end, which is just heart-wrenching. I think it's a beautiful ending. I think it's really a sensational end to a film like this. I will say this, though. I didn't really catch a single word of dialogue in the last five minutes because I was crying. Well, no, I was sobbing audibly and very, very loud at that. So I do need to watch it again. Hopefully not cry as much, but I have no doubt I will cry a considerable amount, okay, a very, very, very large amount, because Brendan Fraser is such a nice guy, and he's a great actor, and he's been estranged for years in Hollywood because of harassment and even being blacklisted, okay, nobody took his word for what happened, and it's really tragic what happened to him as a person and his career, because a lot of people say, oh, I feel bad for his career, oh, shame he had to go away for so long, but you don't stop to think about the fact that he's an actual person, okay, it's not about his career, it's about his livelihood, it's about him as a human being. And this is why he is the perfect casting for this movie, for playing Charlie, even though he is not, he's not morbidly obese, okay, so you could argue maybe they could have cast somebody more fit for that role, but I disagree, because it's not a question of ethics of should he be wearing a fat suit or not, is he representing the wrong kind of audience, no, it's not that at all. It's a sense that this character is so, so naive, but so intelligent and heartfelt and emotional 
everybody around him seems to be spiritual, but this guy's emotional, and that's what I love, because there's one character, his daughter, Ellie, played by Sadie Sink, who is Max in Stranger Things, you may know her from. She, she's not likable in this film. She gives a very, very good performance, don't get me wrong, but her character is a piece of work. Okay, she is horrible, she is mean. Every single character as well says that she's evil. And I was kind of agreeing with them, because the things she was doing, the way she was acting, her attitude, all of it did seem to radiate this kind of evil energy from her. And so I was thinking on the way back when I was walking home after watching it, crying, I was thinking, does she have a single redeeming quality about her? I don't think she does. I honestly do not think she does. But the thing that does redeem her is how Charlie perceives her. So it's Charlie's relationship and it's Brendan Fraser's performance. That's what makes Ellie somewhat human. And that's what makes us as an audience, or me, myself in particular, that's what makes us so engaged with the characters in this film. Because you've got Hong Chow playing Liz the carer. She's terrific. She's been Oscar nominated. Rightfully so. She's incredible. Not going to win, sadly, because Angela Bassett is going to win Best Supporting Actress. But Hong Chow is a seriously underrated actor, but she is terrific in this film. And so heartfelt, too. Samantha Morton is also in it. She she was really good, too. And rounding out the cast is Ty Simpkins, who was in Iron Man 3. He was Harley. He's shot up, and he's equally very, very good in this film, too. But the fact that everybody around Charlie is kind of fed up with him, and they're worried about him, of course, because at the start of the movie, he has almost a stroke or a heart attack or something tragic, at least. And it's discovered that he's got some kind of cognitive heart disease and heart failure, pretty much. So everybody is just counting down the days, you know, counting down the hours, even. It's inevitable what's going to happen to Charlie, unfortunately. But the thing that makes it so, so emotional and so impactful is Brendan Fraser, okay, he carries everything, but not in a sense that nobody else is doing the work, like everybody else is slacking, he is just on this pedestal for everybody to look up and gaze upon, quite literally, because not only is he huge, but he's really tall, and so the first time Charlie stands up, I wasn't expecting it, I wasn't expecting him to tower over everybody, maybe everybody else is just much smaller, because I know that Hong Chao is only five foot tall or thereabouts, so seeing her physically look up at him through the framing and through the, the blocking of the actors, it's intimidating and it's scary, but it's also really, really emotional. Okay, It's just so emotional. And seeing Charlie deal with his life, right, simply go about his day, whether he's walking through to his bedroom or whether he's taking his shirt off to go for a shower, it's really, really sad. And it's not horrible to look at in the sense that this man is disgusting because Throughout the film, questions are raised. He keeps asking people, do you find me disgusting? But you don't. You really don't see him as disgusting. And people who may be in this similar position, they're not disgusting. And people are mean. People are horrible. But what Brendan Fraser keeps... Well, see, I say this. What Charlie... Okay, what Charlie keeps saying. But even though it is Charlie, you feel as though this is Brendan really speaking from the heart when he's saying that people are amazing and people are so beautiful. But... He's right, as well as being wrong, because there are those that seek to belittle everybody, which is, it's not right, right, it's, it's really not right at all, and so I don't know if this film is going to change anybody's perspectives on whatever f***ed up ideas they've got in the head already, it's not exactly going to change their ways and make them become a better person, but 
I hope it does. I, I genuinely hope it does because I found myself questioning things. And even though everything is it's really full on, so whether it's him binge eating and then throwing up and it's horrible, or whether it's just a repetition of him ordering pizza. I think he orders pizza about five times in this film and he gets two pizzas every single time. It's tragic. Okay, it's it's really tragic. And I don't really know how to feel about this film because it's so powerful and so incredible and really well made. Okay, the framing, the directing, the editing and the cinematography all work fantastically well. It's a beautiful looking film, beautiful sounding film as well. The score is amazing. Really loved it bit reminiscent of The Crown too, which I love that score, but this was this was really, really good. The performances though, you really you go in to watch this film for the performances, and even though some of the characters you don't necessarily agree with or get on with to begin with, you find reasons to love them because of Charlie, right? Because of his actions and how he keeps this positive mentality through everything, through every single thing that he goes through, he keeps positivity and he's laughing, but the trouble is, very similar to what Avatar said at the start of that movie, the trouble with happiness is it can all change in an instant. The same with this film, so he'll be laughing, and then just a few seconds later, he's coughing and he's he's pretty much dying. So there's always heartbreak around the corner, and there's a real poignancy to this film and decisions that have been made by the writer and by the director, by Darren as well. Because, for instance, I don't want to say too much, but yeah, Charlie, he eats a lot of junk food, and the only time he has fruit in his hand, the only time you see him with fruit, is when he's feeding the bird outside, and I thought I noticed that straight away, and I thought, that's really impactful, because if he were to just eat that instead, yeah, I'm not saying it would help everything, but it would be a start, and the thing is, he doesn't really see much point in changing his ways, he just kind of goes further and further into that descent. And so, yeah, the inevitable conclusion is heartbreaking. Okay, it's a very, very heartbreaking movie. And there is a bit of a twist. There's a bit of a twist at the end of this film, which completely caught me off guard. And that's the main reason I cried so much, because it's one of the most beautiful revelations I've ever seen. It's incredible. Now, there may be some people who call it and predict it very early on, but I hope you don't. I really hope you don't, because the best way to enjoy any film, but especially this, don't be don't be actively seeking out reasonings straight away. Some things happen, and then the payoff later on is huge. That emotional oomph that you get from the payoff, much the same as episode three of The Last of Us on HBO. That at the start of the week made me completely ball my eyes out just the same. So I've started the week very, very sad, ended the week very, very sad as well. But the emotional payoff from that conclusion, coming full circle almost, same with this film. So these writers and filmmakers and performers, they all know this is how to get the biggest response from an audience, and they nail it with complete perfect execution. A lot of other stuff has failed, right? So many other movies and shows in recent months have failed at trying to capture this, but this one succeeds, and then some. But yeah, the film itself, I I have no I have no real criticisms other than it's one of the toughest watches of my life. It certainly is not all pretty and there are there are really, really, really sad moments, okay? But it's it's still capturing that beauty within there because it's Brendan Fraser. 
and he deserves an Oscar. If he does not win an Oscar for this role, I will... I'll throw a tantrum. Okay, I'll be very, very upset because as much as I love Austin Butler in Elvis and Colin Farrell in The Banshees of Inner Sharon, I love as well Paul Meskel in Aftersun and Bill Nye in Living. But Brendan Fraser, this is his Oscar. This is his time. He 100% needs to win. If I was a betting man, I would bet on three people. Well, I could probably bet on all four, but I would say Brendan Fraser, best actor, Kihoi Kwan, Best Supporting Actor, Angela Bassett, Best Supporting Actress. Possibly Kate Blanchett for Best Actress, I would say her too, but those three, the first three, are a lock. Right, I'm, I'm calling it now. There is no way Austin Butler is going to beat Brendan Fraser because he's great. He's amazing. I loved him, but this is a performance unlike any other. There is so much deep-rooted emotion, and oh my, I, ju I just cannot get over some of the shots in this movie and some of the heartbreaking elements that were included, because it's harrowing, and you don't want to look, but you can't help but look, and you, you feel so much towards this guy who you only know for two hours of this film. It's not like he's your neighbour. It's not like he's somebody in the real world. It's Brendan Fraser performing as Charlie, knowing what he's gone through and what he keeps going through throughout this week that the film is based on. It goes from Monday to Friday. It's incredible. It's such an incredible film and an incredible performance. Now, some people may think the performance is better than the film. And for, for a lot of the film, I was thinking, yeah, okay, I can understand that because it's good, but the performance is way better. But then by the end, when everything comes full circle and everything is concluded in a really beautiful light, I think the film itself is spectacular. It's very, very very stunning so yeah i don't know if i'm gonna watch it again because i am emotionally drained and traumatized from it but seeing him in a role like this and seeing the character whether he's being made to stand up whether he's climbing into bed the framing and the lighting are absolutely gorgeous okay so so gorgeous i i loved it uh, i'm gonna leave it there because i've spoken a lot and yeah just go and watch it for yourself but be wary, you will cry, and you will be drained by the end of it. And in my opinion, it's one of Darren Aronofsky's best movies, because as much as I love pretty much all of his films, whether it's Requiem for a Dream, or Black Swan, or even Mother, this is really, really good. So, yeah, The Whale. The Whale itself, the reason it's called The Whale as well, oh my god, beautiful. It's to do with Moby Dick and The Whale in that story. So the essays he's reading about Moby Dick, it's breathtaking, it's stunning, but it's very, very, very sad. So yeah, yeah. Enjoy. I found myself during this movie questioning whether I wanted to eat food ever again. That's not in a sense that I'm fat phobic or anything like that. It's just in a sense that seeing him binge eat, it kind of put me off eating a lot of stuff. And yeah, again, that's not an offensive thing. Like That's not me saying I'm disgusted by this guy. It's just, you know, it's heartbreaking. It's really heartbreaking to see. He's so upset and he's so sad. The only thing he knows how to do at times is eat. It's tragic. Let me know what you think about it. Let me know if you've cried as much as I did. And until next time, and until he wins his Oscar on March the 12th, 2023, I shall speak to you in the very next episode of You Can't Handle the Truth.